situational stuff actually matters. Like, oh, I actually wouldn't be going out and getting a steak dinner if I wasn't dating you. Yes. Like, that's the honest truth. So my preference, if I had to pay, would not be to eat here. another episode of Dear Men. I have with me my fave, my fave guest. Jason, you are my fave. Not that my other guests aren't good, but I'm just saying. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome back to the podcast. Excited to be back. I love working with Jason. I love having him on podcasts. Um, I love co-facilitating with him in our men's program, which we'll get to. And I'm really glad to be bringing this topic up because it's kind of been, yeah, in the collective consciousness, I feel, and sort of you know, personally relevant, and that is um, money, money and dating, money and sex, money and relationships. In this case, we're talking about who should pay on a date, and um, there's a lot that goes along with that, um, but I think I would just love to start with um, hearing from you on how have you navigated who should pay on a date in your dating life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I've had a journey <laughs> for sure on that, on this, and um, it had phases. You know, what, what I'll say is when I was doing the online dating thing in my mid-20s and again later in life, um, I was often kind of dating or paying for dates, but uh, I did have the experience pretty fast of... Um, Starting with like, hey, let's go on a full date and then going to dinner and everything that comes with that. And truth be told, particularly in the online world, sometimes pretty quickly into a date, realizing like, oh, the attraction, the chemistry is just kind of not here or um, the values I could just feel didn't really line up, you know, in, in some sense. And so from that, and this informs, you know, my my personal way this played out. I started doing coffee dates first, like let's just meet for coffee. And then if we like each other and coffee, we'll actually plan a full evening together mm-hmm. where I will gladly pay for dinner kind of thing. But at coffee, you know, if I'm feeling generous, I'll pay for coffee. If not, we'll just kind of split. Mm-hmm. And you know, my w- wife is still famously furious at me <laughs> for our uh, first coffee date. I did not pay for her coffee. Right. Um, actually, no, this is a great example though. Let's pause here because I think, you know, one thing that, um, I will say as someone who has gone on dates as a woman is that I feel like paying is always awkward. Like the paying thing is stressful. It's 2019. It used to be really clear. The man pays period. It's not clear like that anymore. It's pretty confusing. And so I feel anxious and stressed every time paying happens. When I don't feel anxious and stressed is when the man has asked me out in such a way that is like, 
I would like to take you out for coffee. I would like to take you to dinner. I would like to treat you to this show. Will you be my date? Then I'm like, okay, my nervous system is calm because I know what's happening. I know what's happening and who's going to pay for this particular encounter. Like in, in this case of this date, it seems like it wasn't, it wasn't actually clear. You weren't like, I would love to take you out for coffee. It was more like, let's meet up for coffee and talk. Yeah, this, this was, we had just met, we had interacted once in person and then Facebook messenger. Uh, and it was, I didn't actually know if she was single or any of that. So it was like the let's meet up and that's where I'm going to find out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and by the end of that, I was very clear. Uh, and I said to her like, Oh, I'm going to take you out for dinner. Yeah. Uh, And then it was to me, that was like our first date was after that. Right. Like, but this is a, such a perfect example because I think there are so many times now in mo- in modern life where if, you know, you're just meeting up or there's so many circumstances I've been on with men where I'm like, I don't really know if this is a date. And so I don't really know what, like, I should do. Like, should I offer to split it? You know, I guess so. Yes. I mean, I think so. Like, but it's like stressful. Like, And yeah. I'm imagining it's also stressful on the man's side of like, well, you know, if I pay, does that send a signal? Like, it's all very stressful. Totally. It's super confusing. And, you know, one of the, you know, this is just one extreme angle for it. But one of the things I had kind of felt into that uh, was like, I'm happy to pay for someone when I know them. But when I don't know them, there's like a is interesting social condition around that. That's like, well, um, why should the guy pay? Well, because what? There's scarcity around the woman. Like literally there's, there's a version of that in the extreme. That's like the kind of paying for service, paying for sex. I'm going to pay for the date yeah. in the hopes that we're going to get together, yeah. which that doesn't feel good to me no. versus like when I know someone, I'm like, Oh, it'd be a joy to take you out. Like mm. I know who you are. Um, so that kind of informed my first coffee dates of just kind of keeping it smaller and whatnot. And then for me, what, you know, Violet and I did, pretty quickly was, um, and you know, my, one of my favorite strategies we've talked about with our guys is, yeah, you could still take the lead if it's a little confusing. And if it, particularly if it's going well, you know, one of my favorite things was, um, how about I get this one, you get the next one, mm-hmm. and which, you know, is actually setting the container for another date as well, mm-hmm. which feels really good. And then there's kind of a, a back and forth in that sense. And sometimes I would pay for two or three in a row and sometimes she'd pay for one. But um, I, I can say as a guy, it's always nice when a woman offers, even mm-hmm. if I say no, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, oh, can I help? And be like, no, I've got it. And I have a suspicion for a lot of us men, we're even more likely to pay, even if the woman offers, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just... You're more, you mean, what you mean is you're more likely to pay if the woman offers. Yeah, if there's like that, that makes me even feel better about paying in some sense. Because yeah. it's like, oh, she's willing to and doesn't like expect me to. But then I can, now it feels like a treat mm. instead of just like a social conditioning. Thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's interesting phrasing too. Like even saying like, can I help versus like, should we split it? Right? Like everything around this topic, I feel like is is kind of fraught. Like the, you know, that because there used to be a rule and everyone knew the rule, it was really easy. Like it's the 1950s. I'm asking you out for a malted. I'm obviously paying for your malted. There's no question when the bill comes, like it would be weird if the girl paid, it would be a strange aberration. 
Whereas now nobody knows what to fucking do. Totally. So it's, so it is stressful. And so I don't, I can speak for myself on a date. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. Like I go for my wallet and I reach for it and I kind of like, you know, like look at him, but I'm like, should I, should I say, can I help? Should I say, should we split it? Should I say, I'll get this one. You get the next one. Should I wait for him? Like, I don't know what to do. So, um, I think just in general for the men out there to know from the woman's experience, I'm just one woman, but I suspect that other women would agree. If you do want to take her out, if you do want her to feel relaxed the whole time, if you do want to make it clear, it also kind of makes it clear it's a date. Like, can I take you out for dinner? Can I take you out for coffee? Rather than, hey, do you want to get coffee with me? Which is also fine in a way, but it's a different thing. It's It's not, and it's not going to relax my system. Like, I'm still going to be like, fuck, like, what are we going to do when we get to that stage? Like, and then it's awkward and it, I don't know, it just makes all of this other stuff happen versus like, I'd love to take you out this weekend to an improv show. Are you down? I'm like, Oh great. Okay. I have, I'm I get it. (laughs) Like you're taking care of the tickets. Like, and then I'm like, cool. My system's relaxed. And when we get there, like I'll get the popcorn. Mm -hmm. Like I I feel like I know what's happening and I can relax around that. And I, I fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's on us as, as guys to create that container. And that what I like about what you just shared is something I've done before too. And that, you know, leading the way on the date, um, doesn't mean I have to pay for everything, but there have been times where, you know, I've paid for fairly expensive concert tickets or something. So then the agreement is and like, Oh, do you mind paying for drinks that night? And it, you know, if it's someone we've just started dating or something, there's, you know, it's not 50, 50, but it, it helps. And, but again, it's, creating the container and the structure around it. It's not like something we talk about and we can introduce as men. I mean, I think the number one thing that's probably good to know is that there's no hard and fast rule. Like there is no rule anymore. That's why it's so confusing. Yeah. Like that's, this is a novel space in our culture right now that we're all discovering together, but you can always talk about it. And as something we talked about on one of our calls is when you set the proper container, this can actually be a really interesting point for conversation mm-hmm. on a date. You know, the, the check's coming and like, oh my God, this is the awkward part. You know, yeah. how does this work out? What's this like for you when this happens on dates? Mm-hmm. And you can actually just talk about it with each other, which I think alone would shift a lot of the energy. Yeah. Because it's taking the, you know, I imagine some of the discomfort from for you and for a lot of women is when it's like the implicit kind of like, is this the agreement? Is this the container? And nothing's really kind of spoken about, but the more you can just open that up to explicit conversation, I think it just makes it easier. Like, Oh, okay. Well, this is where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially cause like one thing that we were talking about before we started the recording was, I feel like you've, you've spoken to some guys who repeatedly had the experience of feeling used or feeling taken advantage of. And that doesn't feel good either. Like the stress of, you know, that I'm describing of like, fuck, I don't know, like who's going to pay? What's it going to mean? Like, it's not only on the woman's side, like there's stress on the man's side too. And for some men, it's like you said, like, um, feeling like they are going to be taken advantage of. Could you go into that a little bit? Like what, what is happening in these guys' world around this? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, one of the things I get the most and, you know, some of the advertising I do for our program and the content I put out there is, yeah, like some really ferociously angry men that have this story that 
women are only interested in them for their money. And if they don't have money, they're not going to be interested in them. Mm. Um, I think that's mostly just a story that they use to protect themselves for various reasons. And not to say there, there aren't some shallow women out there, but most women are not right. You know, sure. That's a piece of the equation in terms of security and stability with the man, but it's not, I wouldn't be married if that was true. Right. (laughs) Honestly. Um, but, uh, the, where I, where I think there's like a confluence of things happening is that because so much has shifted to like online dating, meaning like lots of connections, lots of first dates, um, you know, this thing I've definitely heard from men before of, it seems like if it, we don't immediately click, then there's no follow. Like, Oh, if we don't click right away, she's not interested. Uh, cause there's just an endless pool of people you can date. Right. So I think for some of the guys I've spoken to that really have had a lot of pain around this, I think oftentimes it's the kind of confluence of, um, they're not creating a container around payments. So they're, they are just paying and then they're going on a ton of first dates mm. that never go anywhere. Mm. And so they feel a little burned because, you know, if you're going on two or three dates a week and you're spending $50, $70 a minute, like that adds up. Yeah. That just adds up for guys and that becomes a little painful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to to each woman, it's just like, well, this is our first date. It's not that big a deal. But I think to the guy over time when, you know, there's guys I've talked to, right, who kind of get stuck in that first date cycle and go on, you know, 30, 40 just first dates that never translate to anything else. And that, you know, that has a toll. Yeah, totally. I think it's also worth throwing out there. Like I went on a first date once that was walk a walk on the beach and it was one of the best first dates that I'd gone on in a long time. It's February when we're recording this. So obviously like (laughs) that's not realistic for many people in the Northern hemisphere. Um, but you know, I think it is worth also sort of exploring like, um, Froyo or an ice cream date. That's another pretty low cost thing. Like, and it's also kind of creative. Like if you're on a dating app and you're like, Hey, I'd love to take you out for Froyo this weekend. Mm -hmm. Like how Sunday afternoon. That's like a cool, interesting, different thing. Absolutely. Rather than a drink. Yeah. Like I think drinks are tend to be the standard and there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, it is worth talking about like, yeah, there are ways to mitigate costs when it comes to going on dates, yeah. even after you're in a relationship. Well, and it creates some creative opportunities as well to not just fall back on drinks and dinner, which, you know, there's like social conditioning around that, um, you know, I think for some guys too, sometimes the money thing gets involved because we do want to impress a woman. So it is like, ooh, I want to take her on a fancy date because then, you know, she'll like me kind of thing. Um which I actually think is kind of a crutch. Whereas, you know, you can do very cheap dates like ice cream, walk on the beach, playing chess in the park, you know, who knows? Um, but that are more about creating connection between you than showing how much money you have to spend. Yeah. Which I think is really great when you're first, first meeting someone first going on dates you know, we just talked about this in a call last mm-hmm. night. It's like for states, don't go on movies. Don't, no, no, I love movies. I love them, but it, there's not a lot of opportunity for actually relating in your. You know, maybe you have a four and a half hour date. Half of that is being at the theater, not actually talking to each other. Right, right, yeah. And it's interesting because um, you know the paying thing. It's it 
it doesn't end after the first date, right? Like there's a first date and then there's second, third, and then you're going out. So I'm curious when you, again, in your experience as a man, how have you navigated past the first date, right? So let's say that you take, well, okay, let's, you know, we could use you and Violet as an example. There was the hotly contested first tea date, Mm -hmm. date, non-date. And then there were, you know, dates after that. So what you said was on that on that meeting, you were like, I like you and I want to take you to dinner. So that, can you sort of go through what happened after that in terms of? Yeah. Then we started dating officially and, um, you know, the rhythm we would often alternate. So sometimes, Oh, you got the last one. Can I get this one? That just kind of emerged between us. And then, um, there were also times where it wasn't just alternating. It was more, there was a rhythm of sometimes she would cook for me and that takes time, money, and energy in a different way. So I would, you know, sometimes for weeks at a time, I would pay if we ate out and if we were eating in, she would make me a beautiful, amazing dinner mm-hmm. and she would buy the groceries for that and, and, yeah. and things like that, which tended to balance things out. And then, um, yeah, you know, we're married still and sometimes I'll just pay mm-hmm. and yeah. it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I want to bring something up here because I think it's important. Um, my, so my experience in terms of who pays, uh, is that it's important to be sensitive of how much people make like how much income is coming into each person and like the balance, you know, like I'll get this one, you get the next one is fine when you're both sort of starting from the same place and you have around the same income and around the same like desires around like what kinds of places you go to. I was dating a guy a few years ago who made significantly more than me and really liked to go like get oysters and like do cool stuff. And I, at the time I had just lost my job. So like I made less anyway, and then I lost my job. And anyway, there was some stress around like what was going to happen with my housing and all this stuff. So he would take me out a lot. Like he paid all the time, not every single time, but it was more like if we were going to a nice meal, he was going to pay. If I was getting us coffees, I was going to pay. So I tried to pick up things as much as I could here and there, but it was like severely imbalanced in terms of who was going to pay. And it wasn't that I didn't want to take us out. I did. But at the time I was sort of like, I can take us out, but like, we're going to get cheap Indian food. Like if we're, you know what I mean? Like if we're going to go to this really nice place, you know, like this isn't where I would have taken us basically. Um, And I really appreciated him because I felt like he he never really felt resentful and he never, he didn't feel any kind of way about it. Cause it was sort of like, well, yeah, I make, I make more than you and I like taking us out and like, it's sort of fine. But what I will say is that we never had an explicit conversation about it. We never talked about money. Yeah. And I think, and you know, they talk about, they say that money and sex are the two biggest things that couples fight about. And in, to me, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense because money is so tied to our survival and our value in the world, how we think about ourselves. Like there's so much energy wrapped up in that concept that like, of course that's what's going to show up in a couple. It's not like this random thing, like out of the blue, like money's on everybody's mind. But what blows my mind is I can't believe I went through that pretty long term relationship 
And we never talked about it explicitly. Like, I think maybe we had one conversation about it once where I said, I just need you to know, like, I feel some shame that like, I, I don't pay for more and I can't pay for more. And I really appreciate that you, that you show up in this way. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. And that was like the extent of the conversation. Like we didn't yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. really like, but it, don't you think it, we sort of should be talking about it more? Oh, I'm totally. Sure. I think just at least having the conversation is super important. Whatever you decide in terms of, you know, and it's probably going to be different with every person you date and every relationship, there'll be a unique, um, a unique thing that you form between the two of you that works because it does it, it what you're, the situational stuff actually matters. Like, Oh, I actually wouldn't be going out and getting a steak dinner if I wasn't dating you. Yes. Like that's the honest truth. So yeah. my preference, if I had to pay would not be to eat here. Or like, I remember once that boyfriend and I went on a weekend trip and I was like, this is awesome. I'm so excited. And I wouldn't be taking us on this. Like I'm stoked to be your date. And like, I wouldn't, this is, wouldn't be a responsible decision for me. Whereas for you, you're like, I really want to take my girlfriend out to the beach. Like, I, you know, like that's yep. fun for me. And he had this really steady job that paid well. And so for him, it was a non-event. And for me, it was like, I would, I just wouldn't have been a choice that I would have made. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And th- those are good conversations to have sooner than later. And for one of the reasons we often talk about stuff like this is, your ability to talk about it with whoever you're dating is going to be a huge indicator of whether or not this is the type of relationship worth pursuing. Because mm. if, if the conversation is awkward and it's like closed off immediately, you know, that tells you about one of the two biggest stresses couples deal with. That's not going to change. Yeah, It's not going to go anywhere. So if you can't talk about money early on, it's going to make it even harder to talk about it later on. But if you can at least open the, the conversation and have a subject or have a... Uh, normal conversation where you're not like stepping on each other's toes and getting super upset or anything, but like, Hey, yeah, I don't know what the answer is. What do you think works for us? You know, uh, do we want to talk about how much we make? Like all those different things that can come into play, but your ability to navigate that like is actually great data for the person you're dating in terms of like, what's going to be like to be with them. Yeah. Especially like maybe not on a first date, but especially like if you, okay, you've gone on a few dates and now you're kind of like dating, like it might not be exclusive yet, but you're obviously like you're hanging out, (laughs) you're regularly going and doing things. Um, I, it's interesting. You mentioned that rhythm of like, I'll get this one. You get the next one. I think that has also been how, like, I'm thinking of a guy that I dated more recently and it was more like that. Like, I don't remember who said what, when, but it was sort of like, oh, you got the last one. Let me get this one. And it seemed like that was like a pretty good rhythm. Um, he was also like, again, someone that was sort of at my level, I think in terms of where we were financially. Um, but how would you recommend like a guy bring it up if he, if he were to, if he wanted to be the one to lead in this conversation? Um, yeah, I think probably not first date, but you could on first date, like, Hey, this thing happens and I notice I get anxious around it. So I wonder if we could talk about it. Like, what are your thoughts? Um, cause the other thing that I think that might surprise guys is that they're going to get equally varied responses from some of the women where yeah. some, some women will be like, Oh God, no, I don't want you to pay for anything. Like I want 50, 50 every time down the line. And some other women will be like, no, I love it when you pay for me. Or, um, so you're going to actually have to discover that, um, with each person you're dating, but you know, whether it's that first date, which would be a little bolder, I think. Um, but again, it kind of depends on the container you're setting. Um, 
whether it's later on the date, just to talk about like, hey, how do you want to handle this as we're dating now? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, you can maybe lead with what works for you. Like, I, you know, I'm pretty comfortable spending this amount. If we go out, um, you know, past that, I might need a little help or something like that, you know, and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, for me, like the most important thing would just be that he brought it up. Like it wouldn't have to be brought up perfectly or done in exactly the right way, but just the fact that it's something that he's comfortable opening up a dialogue around would make me feel safe. Like, oh great, he's going to be a man who brings things up. Yeah. He's exactly. going to be a man who brings things up makes me feel really secure. And like my kind of like opinion is valuable to him and that he wants to hear my thoughts around it, what feels safe. Um I think it's a really good point that you brought up about like, um, you know, if he pays and then is she expected to put out, right? You didn't phrase it like that, but I've definitely, I have a lot of tension in my stomach around receiving because I don't always know what that means. Like if, you know, like if, okay, if I allow myself to be taken out or I receive from you, do you think that means I owe you? And that feels scary. So to me, I have some trauma around receiving and I don't think I'm the only woman to have some of that of like, okay, I'll receive from you, but it's kind of scary because I don't know what you think that means. Like, yeah. I don't know what, and it, and it's not just sex. It's not just like, I think you're going to fuck me tonight because I took you to dinner, but just like, okay, you've taken me out like to coffee and now you've taken me out to dinner. Does it now, do you think that I owe you something? Like, do you think that I, you know, yeah. like, and that's so again, fraught. Like, I don't think that people are always conscious of their expectations or their, yeah, I don't know what the word is, but like attachments around like, well, I've paid for us three times now, so you owe me something. Yeah. And they might not even be aware of it. They might not be conscious of it. Totally. So it can be like kind of scary to receive sometimes. Yeah. And there are guys that think that, you know, that, that do roll that way. Um, so it is something I think women have to be aware of. But as guys that don't roll that way or are trying not to roll that way, you can always talk about it. Like that's, that's, that's the beautiful thing that you just discussed that, you know, that this is just a particular manifestation of the, like, what is it we're doing conversation really like that you can have at any point of just like, Hey, like, how's this going for us? I just want to check in. Like, yeah. are we dating? Are we exclusive? Am I paying for everything? Like you just have those conversations. Um, they actually don't take that long Yeah, <laughs> and they often release a lot of energy and then you can be more fully with each other instead of both trying to kind of guess. Yeah. And if you're, and if you are a man who doesn't say, want her to feel obligated, you know, you can say like, Hey, I just want to check in around like us paying for things. I want you to know that when I take you out, I'm happy to take you out. I like to take you out and I'm not doing it out of obligation and I want you to feel safe. Is there anything that you want to share around paying? Boom. Use that one. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's something really sexy about a man who's sensitive to like the issue of, of paying and the issue of receiving being tied to it. Like those two being together, like, and, and kind of, yeah, creating that space for like, is there anything you want to share about this? Because I think everyone has their own individual background. Like I know women, like you said, that are like, I don't want a man to pay for me ever. I always want to split everything 50, 50. 
But some of those women feel that way because they've been burned in the past and they felt, they have felt like they, they received and then they were sort of shamed later or they, or things were expected of them that they weren't comfortable with. So they were like, fuck it. I'll just avoid receiving altogether because it's simpler for me. And like, that's really sad, but that's where they are at this moment. They're like, I don't want to pay, like, I want to split everything 50, 50 all always, like all the time. And then there are other women that are going to be like, I really love being taken out. I feel um, more polarity. I, I just, mm-hmm. I feel better. Like I'm happy to pick up like maybe every third time or something. Um, but it is kind of a big deal for me. And like, that's really fucking good to know yeah. because it is like, it's a, it's the wild West right now. Like there is no <laughs> like codified thing that we can go off of. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think, I would feel very taken care of if a man led a conversation around it and and held space for me to share about it. Boom. You can't do that too much. I mean, that's really the only answer to who should pay in the end, right? We There's not a hard and fast rule we can give you guys, unfortunately. But what you can do is feel into the moment and when it's appropriate, just to open the conversation up and talk about it. And... Do a really, really honest reflection yourself of what do I expect when I pay for a woman on a date? What do I expect when I take my woman to the beach for a weekend? Like, be really, really honest with yourself. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to feel resentful if we don't fill in the blank, like have sex or she doesn't, I don't know, worship me. I'm not thinking very good examples, but get really honest with yourself. Be, Be honest because I do think that there are a lot of unconscious expectations and obligations that we place on ourselves and others. And the more we can bring those to light, like the better, like, Oh man, I realized like I took you out and then I felt resentful after because you had to go right away, you know, like Mm -hmm. I took you out and then you had to go meet up with your friend and I didn't know that was going to happen. I started to feel resentful. I would feel much safer with a man saying that than like giving me a silent treatment for two days and me being like, I don't really know what happened, but I feel like, weird inside and I'm I'm anxious now. Like I don't know what happened. So get really honest and clear about what are your expectations? What are your unconscious like ties to this stuff? I think that's super important. Um, Your unconscious and cultural unconscious stuff like tapping into both. Cause yeah, you know, the dark side of it is I pay for things for a version of control in the relationship, right? Because if I pay for things, then there's a yeah. reciprocity, unevenness that I can expect certain things or, and then I can get upset if not. And yeah, totally do an inventory. Be be pretty explicit about that. You know, it was one of the reasons I got clear, like, oh, I want to get to know a woman a little bit and then I'm happy to pay for her. Um, that was like my marker for that. Um, but you're going to have to find out yours. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap. If there's any, is there any other advice that you would give people who are, you know, struggling with who who should pay on the date? Yeah. um, Just get creative, you know, have some, it's great to just try to think of inventive new dates anyway. Like you don't have to impress a girl by taking her out to a super expensive restaurant or dinner at some point. Sure. It's super fun, but there's plenty of ways to entertain anyone you're dating where you can um, actually get novel and get creative and get out in the world and do different things that have all kinds of other benefits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good one. Cool. Okay. 
That wraps up another episode of Dear Men. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, we would love to hear from you. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Dear Men Podcast. That's at Dear Men Podcast. Or Facebook, we have a group, Dear Men Podcast. We also have an email address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the Big Sexy Dataset, the community of people who regularly respond to the surveys that we talk about on this podcast, just email us at that address, dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and we will set you up. Have a sexy day. And I also just wanted to say, you know, Jason and I referenced this a couple times in the podcast, but we do run a transformational program specifically for men. It's called Pillars of Presence, and it is essentially a 10-week boot camp, and it's transformational in nature, meaning it's not just information, it's transformation. So if you're looking for a breakthrough in your dating, sex, relationship life as a man, and you're interested, you can apply for a call at evolutionary.men slash apply. Again, that's evolutionary.men slash apply.